You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half hour. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation may feature spoilers on the entertainment that we are about to talk about. So, yes, so we have lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about, as always, as in these combined episodes. Yeah. Like, we're feeling we're getting more and more yeah, in. <laughs> lots to get in, but the world is buzzing, so we have lots to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to go over to Broadway land in this episode first. So what are we going to talk about? Well, we're starting today with the uh, Broadway production of Between Riverside and Crazy, uh, which is by Stephen Aldi Gurgis, and it is directed by Austin Pendleton. Uh, we saw this on Broadway back around the holidays, and it's running till February 19th. So you have about a week left to go see it. If you haven't seen it yet, it stars the very infamous Common. And he is uh, he, in this show as starring with the leads, as well as some other leads. Um, I enjoyed this. I mm-hmm. thought this was very cool. Uh, it, it was a piece that made you think. I really never saw different perspectives like that and realized how certain people are living with just their current living situation with their family, their cops, and the issues with that. I just thought it was nice to kind of see something new and refreshing on the stage like that. What did you think of a piece like this? I thought there were some great moments in this piece. I definitely had some highlights in here, which Stephen McKinley Henderson's performance in this show as the father, a Commons father, um, really was just so on it. And when we talk about people that just get acting really well, he just really took it in. And, you know, this play touched on a topic that's very interesting about being a black man and also working in the police force. Yeah, yeah. And also being a black man that was shot by a police officer. Yeah. So, you know, not to give too much away there, but there were topics there and, and the decisions that people were making around that on who you know, pays off who, who kind of gets away with it and what ends up happening at the end. Yeah. Which was kind of like a really interesting thing to see. So, you know, I won't give away the ending on this podcast because I think that's kind of the moment in this show. But another highlight for me really was this set. Oh, I love the scenic design. Yeah, the scenic design here and the way that it just revolved and has you watched the family dynamic turn. Yes, 
That yes. was directed really well. It was a set design by Walt Spangler, mm-hmm. and I was really impressed with that. I also thought there was some nice moments of comedy sprinkled throughout the mm-hmm. piece, too. It wasn't too heavy at times. I totally agree with you that um, Stephen McKinley Henderson's performance is brilliant and brilliant. totally deserving of a Tony nomination for that. It is very interesting to just hear these conversations and have a playwright put into a play what people maybe are thinking or feeling mm-hmm. or not able to kind of express, but let a play speak to that. Right. And I just thought overall it was nice. I don't think it was perfect. I think at times it lagged a little bit here and there. Um, But I I thought in general it was important. Yeah. Super important to tell this story. And I thought it was just nice. Yeah. And just seeing the characters and from the, you know, the script here on how different actors react to each other. Yeah. And that's where I, I I see what you're saying about like this comedy being sprinkled in. And, and was it the greatest acting we've ever seen on a stage by all of them? Not yeah. all of them. It was a mix of acting backgrounds for sure. I was, but I think that some of it was done on purpose. Maybe. And you know, I thought the uh, beginning of Act Two when the church woman comes to the house, that whole scene was oh, such man. an amazing like breath of comedic relief in a very serious and kind of dark moment of the show at times when we're dealing with like literal life and death scenarios here at times. And then that moment and you're like, Oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And it was like, normally I would have looked at a scene like that and been like, what is happening? But I was like, no, it's important to kind of bring the comedy in a little bit, yeah. you know? And that that's kind of an interesting point to bring up like the whole life and death thing. Cause yeah. I think that's a good through line into another play. Yes. And we, we have another see. piece to talk about here too. So yes, between uh, Riverside and crazy, go check that out. The other piece we checked out recently playing at studio 54 on Broadway is pictures from home. Um, pictures from home is by Char white based on the photo memoir pictures from home by Larry Sultan starring Nathan Lane, Danny Burstein, Zoe Wanamaker and directed by Bartlett share. Uh, I will admit there was a tear shed at the end of this. Um, I found the ending to be really moving. I think mm-hmm. other people in the audience felt that too. Um, opened up to some somewhat mixed reviews this week. A New York Times gave it an okay review. I I read a bunch of the reviews. There was like lukewarm. Yeah. A few people really liked it. Some people didn't like it. And um, most of the reviews were like, okay, on the fence about it. Uh, what were your just overall thoughts on this? Well, I think that these reviews kind of we agree with some of them as well um my overall thoughts that this play was not perfect um i may have even dozed a little bit in the okay i did not notice that (laughs) i think it started out strong and it was interesting and then kind of the dialogue kind of just mm, it kind of became a little repetitive in the middle and then we get to this ending and i found danny bernstein's performance in this to be so moving and touching especially for what he's gone through in his own life Uh, uh, with life and death uh, and to get here and just see like it 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 was a really an eye-opening moment to kind of look at life and say you can plan so much for things and then it could be taken away in the blink of an eye yeah. or the snap of a finger. I, I I think that the premise of it, the idea of telling these stories based on these photos that really existed of this real person taking these photos and then telling the story was smart. I actually thought that the play could have been trimmed down 10 or 15 minutes. I think they could have cut the fat a little bit in some of it. But I thought these three people are giving amazing performances, yeah. especially Nathan Lane, who the man is just so seasoned at what he does. And and he got the comedy down really well, like he always does. And he had the somber moments down. And it was just about like aging parents. And how are you as a child, regardless of the age, still attached to your parents, no matter what that means. And I thought from a design perspective, it was very cool. The photos on the wall, the wall lifting, showing the different 
did this big set like that, like they were in Palm Springs or Palm Desert, wherever. I, I thought it was, I thought it was nice to look at. I just thought the script wasn't a hundred percent polished, and it was a little lagging at times. And I was like, mm, the script could have been tightened up a little bit, but the acting certainly made up for it. I thought the direction was okay. Yeah, I was going to say with the the way that the script was written, yeah. do you think that it was directed to its best? It, it it was. It parts were. I thought moments where we exposed some of the scenery, and I I thought where moments where the photos appeared mm-hmm. were smart. Right when I think that's a great director. I when something's happening, and then let's look at a photo. It's almost like the photo spoke more at times than. The script, yeah, which is like, of course, that's the source material, but putting the photo up at the right time was really important, and that I think was done well. I just then found that when we weren't looking at photos or Danny wasn't talking to the audience, we were just in scenes. I was like, mm, okay, we're like, we got well, that's what was kind of on. interesting about this piece is that it had moments of TED Talk to it, yeah. And Danny's character, you kind of felt like he was at his TED Talk, yeah. kind of explaining his book yeah. and what he's been creating. And then it just jumped into scenes at times, which I guess it works. And, you know, I wasn't really blown away by that choice, but, right. you know, it was okay. Right, right. You know? I would say overall that it was, it's a nice piece. I su- suggest people go see it. Uh, it just wasn't perfect to me, but I thought... If there's any reason to go see it, see these three amazing performers doing yeah. their, what they do best. Zoe yeah. Wanamaker, for sure. Look at her. Like, yeah. Danny and Nathan. I mean, why wouldn't you? I, I literally saw Nathan like, go. Like, that's why I got yeah. the ticket. Because he's just a master at what he does. Yeah. But um, speaking of Zoe, too, like, I kind of wish that she was given more. Yeah, like, there was the role a, of the mom. Because I never really found that she was able to have that direct moment with Danny's character. Except at the end when they were hugging a little, but it wasn't even as far as I would have wanted it to go, you know? And there were some interesting acting choices that happened there as well, and I wonder if they were real Mm. on, you know, a woman who's getting into an an Alzheimer's moment, or... The character, yeah. The character, or is it just the way she was playing the role. Right. So, I don't know. But I think it, it's an, it's nice. It was nice to kind of, you know, and it, it comes down to the idea. We always mm-hmm. say like, well, what was the point of this on Broadway? Well, this, what an idea. Someone took these photos, this very kind of famous book. I like the idea. I was like, the idea kind of is great. And we all have going through, a lot of us go through life, parents, aging parents, or we're the child that's aging, or people have children that are, you know, and, and yeah, it's just life. And you, you know? want to hang on to those moments. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what the true concept was of this piece, was to hang on to the moments that we're going to lose, not really realizing that he wasn't going to be able to have his own moments. Yeah, yeah. So. It was nice. It's at Studio 54 playing for a few more months. Uh, go check that out if you can. Uh, and we're moving on because I took a little field trip <laughs> to Washington, D.C. I did not get to go. Jeff did not go. I went with my friend Tariq. Uh, if you... Uh, have listened to some of our podcasts. He was a guest on our podcast for for Colored Girls when we saw that on Broadway and he came with us. So Tariq and I went to Kennedy Center to see the Kennedy Center uh, production of Sunset Boulevard starring Stephanie J. Block. Um, and I and, haven't stopped talking about it. And were you blown away? Absolutely blown away. <laughs> cried three times. Everything everyone's hearing about it is 100% real. It played for one week. It's done. It's done now. Uh, there's no talks of it coming to Broadway. Maybe it should. It a thousand percent should. If you're watching the video, you can see there's Norma Desmond behind me on the screen. There's mm-hmm. Stephanie J. Block playing Norma. I will make bold statements right now. I will not regret the statements I'm about to make. I will make the statements. 
I understand that this is a tour de force role. I understand that it's Glenn. I understand that it's Patty. And it's understand it's Betty Buckley. I understand all these people who've played it. Um, Diane, Diane, when she did it in, in Toronto, there's so many famous people who've done it. I actually uh, was one of the assistant directors on the Pittsburgh CLO 2012 production of Sunset Boulevard with Liz Calloway. Mm. Tony nominee Liz Calloway played it, and it was wonderful working with her. Seeing this was truly like seeing a new piece. And I will say, this, I've never heard the role sung better than Stephanie singing it. Uh, the vocals oh. are... Wait. Crystal clear. Wait. And listen, all the other people who've done it that I just mentioned do a nice job with the acting. But I feel like in the past it's been like, act like a crazy person, act like a crazy person, act like a crazy person. And I have, and Stephanie rooted this character. There was humanity to the character. There was a sense of strength. There was a sense of broken. I've never seen the role like that. I couldn't believe what she was doing with us if we never said goodbye. The woman is a master at what she does. It is by far, and I will say this, another bold statement. If I had to name in no particular order the top 10 greatest performances I've ever seen on a stage in my whole life, this is instantly in the top 10. Mm. And it's a bold statement because he's literally saying that she sang it better than Patti Lapone, And we know how he feels I, about well, Patti Lapone. Patti Lapone's performance of Mama Rose and Gypsy in 2008 is also in my top 10 greatest performances of all time. Yes. So but Patti we're, but we're just there. having a little conversation but here. About- I never saw Patti do Sunset. <laughs> I've heard her. I've seen Glenn do it. Glenn acts it really well. I know okay. she's trying to do the film right now. The, Stephanie, I don't know what that woman's do- I don't know how. She... She is just brilliant. I I was blown away. We, Tariq and I, we left the theater. We stood in the lobby for five minutes and we just had to like literally look out the window and be like, okay, let's just breathe. We we just saw that, right? Like we, <laughs> we literally needed like five minutes to just, it was truly moving. Like a theater experience. I've, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've had. And I, and it should come to Broadway and I would pay top dollar to see it and look a little closer up because we were upstairs because those tickets were pricey. But uh, I'm, I'm so glad we went. It was worth every penny. Stephanie should do this on Broadway. Stephanie has a long career ahead of her. She's a Tony Award winning uh, uh, performer, and she for share for share. Yeah, which is <laughs> which was fine, but she. Well, what what I'm hearing here is that we need this to come so I can see her really. You need to see you know. this. I the last five minutes of this play, I don't think I took a breath. I couldn't believe, you know, everyone knows who's the show and the last five minutes are insane. Well, she's about to, no, no spoilers really, but she's about to get arrested and the cops are there and she, she's manic, but she's in her own world. But she's also realized, uh, it is a masterclass of acting in the last five minutes of that. I know I could talk forever about it, but uh, Sunset Boulevard Kennedy Center was one of the greatest things her performance was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Okay, so you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Glenn and Patty are my girls. They'll always be up, up, up. You heard it here me. first. He, when he raves, he raves about it. When something. I rave, I will so. not. And I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. I really can't. It was Well, you're going to have to stop talking about it because we have other things I to know, talk about. I <laughs> so that's the Broadway scoop. We're moving on to concerts and pop music. Let's hear it, Mr. Jeff. Well, I'm also going to go with my little field trip that I took um, on Tuesday with my friend Jeff. Okay. And we went to go see Madison Rose, someone who I like to talk a lot about on my pop music drops and my pop music sections here. And this was actually her first New York City live performance. Wow, good for her. She just moved up here from Florida and now she's a New York City girl. So she was here with Ariana and the Rose and Harlow. So I get to see three artists and they're all kind of up and coming. Uh, I've known of Ariana and the Rose as well. 
Haven't heard of Harlow, but I was pleasantly surprised by her. But let me tell you something. Madison is going to be the one to watch. Great. Love it. The music that she is putting out is dance. It is fun. It is pop. And she puts on a show. Mm. So she was giving at this performance and it was fun and it was gay and it was a big dance party so i got to see it early and we'll see what she does next but bravo to madison great that's awesome so happy to hear that love it love it love it and now moving on into pop land we have an album come out and you remember rebecca black oh yes (laughs) back in uh friday friday Friday. Friday. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) almost the day of the week there There you go. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, but Rebecca today just released her debut album. Wow, all these years later. Let Her Burn is the name of the album. Mm-hmm. And this is a little fun fact. Rebecca Black released Friday, the single, which was the viral sensation that we all know and remember, on February 10th, oh. 2011. Oh. It wow. is now February 10th, 2023, wow. and she has released her debut album. Years later. I don't even know if she realized she did that, but 12 years later, she wow. finally so released her debut album. What took her so long? Well, that's kind of a question that I kind of want to get into you. So I really enjoyed this album. I did too. I, th- I liked a lot of it. I was like, okay, sound. Yeah, yeah. Like she had a really nice sound to her. I will say, I don't think everybody, you know, kind of, oh, that Friday song. The song is not, like, the lyrics on the song is not good. I don't don't think anyone ever said she's not good. She was young. She's just singing like a Disney Channel kid, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of story behind that. I mean, YouTube was still kind of like what? Not huge but it was big it was big that's where we were were getting our viral things tiktok wasn't around i think instagram wasn't even around yet and we would get new videos and new content from youtube right and yes i know the whole story about this her parents like paid for you know a studio to make a song but the song was not good but then when you hear her on a much more better produced album with her vocals and a better song lyric and okay Cool. Yeah. Now there you go, girl. That's what you need. Maybe you should. Maybe she just took a step out of the limelight for a little. She bit, did, though, and she's know? now come back with her evolved sound and her evolved look. And most people who probably listen to her today, today wouldn't even know who Rebecca Black was, right? right. Especially kids and right. you know teenagers today. They're probably like, "Who's that?" Right. Um, and she's now has a new sound. Yeah. And I thought there were some great highlights. I've been sharing some of her music uh, previously in the pop music drops, and I just really, you know, liked what she has evolved into. She's a young woman now who is putting out the music that she wants. Right. And she's working with a lot of artists too that I've enjoyed. So, you know, I think it's a good... It'd be nice to see where she moves forward with it for sure. Good yeah. sound. That's good great. Sound there. Um, also, in Popland, Paramore released their sixth studio album okay. today. It's okay. called This Is Why. I didn't get a chance to listen to the album today, so I'm not going to kind of give my review on this. But... I'm excited to see how their sound has evolved. Yep. They haven't released an album since 2017. So wow, okay. It's been a while then. It's yeah, been a little okay. bit of a while. I know you're... Both of these examples, Rebecca Black and Paramore, prove that you can take a few years. Yeah. Even in any industry, you could take some time off and step out for a little bit and come back. Yeah, and know? especially with Paramore's last album, it was super pop. Now I think they're going back to a little bit more of their alternative poppy roots. So we'll see yeah. um, how that album sounds. Nice. But it was it was good. Cool. Uh, I did want to touch on one other yeah. thing from Popland. We did watch the Grammys. Yes. They were good. Uh-huh, they're fine. Yep, there was a nice performances in there. <laughs> there was. They did a huge hip-hop tribute to uh, the 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, yeah, 50 years. Um, there were 
it, it was a star-studded show in that case. They brought everyone out, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, cool, uh, um, LL Cool J, Run DMC. You know, the masters of hip-hop were really there. West Side, East Side, Brooklyn, nice. the South. It, you know, it was great. Um, and some other performances. Lizzo performed. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Harry Styles performed. Yep. Sam Smith and Kim Petras performed. Yep. So there was a lot of, like, big moments yep. there. Um, but I did want to touch on the winners. We had the album of the year, pop album, and musical theater album that we talked about. Yes, last week. And pop album went to Harry Styles. Yep. Musical theater album went to Into the Woods. Yes, not MJ, which not we thought MJ. maybe would MJ. And it didn't go to Strange Loop, which I kind of wish it was going to something really original like Strange Loop. Obviously, Into the Woods is original too, but it's a revival. Well, uh, it was one thing that you talked about, and it was like, was this going to be a little bit of an ode? ode to Stephen Sondheim as a winning a Grammy in, yeah. after he's passed? And yeah, I'm I'm happy at one. I like I said, I just to have like an up and coming new artist yeah. writing uh, Strange Loop, an original new score winning would have been nice. But I mean, Into the Woods is also amazing, and so like totally, yeah. and that cast yeah. in Into the Woods, Sarah Bareilles and all them, you know, I think they win Grammys too if they're. Uh, associated with that yeah. so yeah so nice. good for them and um talking about the pop album since harry styles did win a lot of things that do usually happen at the grammys foreshadow what's going to win and album yeah. of the year did ultimately end up going to harry styles yeah. 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 which a lot of people are up in air no, about because beyonce did not win pop uh, well, album I, of the year i thought it should go to beyonce remember i was yeah. like i think when you were like i think they're gonna lean towards harry you it, were kind of saying that last it kind week. of happens yeah. it's like what we talk about with um stuff that happens in theater what happens in the is it the drama desk or the or sometimes yeah it could be the outer circle critics kind of predicts words. what's gonna sometimes happen foreshadows a little yes. bit yeah yeah and it happened with the pop album yeah. so um but beyonce did win best dance album and she is now the most decorated Grammy yeah. award-winning artist of all time. Yeah, and, I, and she totally deserves that. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna, and she can keep going. I mean, yeah. she's young. When you look at the uh, accolades that Taylor Swift and Beyonce and some of these young performers, yeah. I mean, they have their whole life ahead of them. Still, a lot of, of them, of course. You know? And so, lots. but it's a big deal because album of the year is the most prized possession, mm-hmm. and she has never won album she will. of the year. I and know she's she been, will. She's, she's been up for it, I think, four times. She's amazingly talented. She will win it. I yeah. know that it really stinks that she hasn't won it yet, but mm-hmm. she will. I know she will. Yeah. So nice. Um, okay, before we go on to pop music drop and wrap this up, I do have one bit of Broadway news that I wanted to share, which is really quite the hybrid of Broadway and pop news. So um, legendary songwriter Burt Bacharach passed away uh, this week. He was 94 years old. Uh, he wrote some of the biggest pop songs ever, most of them with lyricist Hal David, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, mm-hmm. What the World Needs Now is Love, I Say a Little Prayer for You, A House is Not a Home, like like right. just like I when I think 1960s like this man's music is like right there. <laughs> Beatles, him, right? Like you think of that, you know? And music that you love to and listen to. And I love to. <laughs> that cuz it's a good lyric and it's a good bop. He wrote really well rhythmically for background. Yeah. He was a, a really creative force of his time. Uh he did write one he wrote he contributed to some Broadway musicals. The main one was Promises Promises, mm-hmm. uh which had a revival a few years back I saw with Kristen Chenoweth, Sean Hayes, it was really great, it's very funny. Um interesting though about this, it was the first Broadway show to bring in studio style mixing boards into the pit oh. orchestra. It was the first time where Burt Backrack is coming from pop, writing a score for Broadway. If you know what that was going on in the 60s in Broadway, you were still dealing with that, like My Fair Lady, Camelot, mm-hmm. West Side Story, more late 50s, you know, into the, there was still that 60s kind of sound of music, right? Yeah. So to take this pop score 
and to say, no, we have to mix instruments. We have to mix voices. We have to mix in a Broadway pit live multiple nights a week. That was the first show to do it. And Burt Bacharach was a for- tour de force for that. And then it gets nominated for Best Musical and loses. Oh. And guess what it loses to? Just Don't break my heart. <laughs> 1776. <laughs> that was quite the reaction. <laughs> well, it oh, was just a different... We know about my feelings but, on that but show. It, but you take 1776, which was in the style of classic musical theater, and you took something new like this, and, I mean, should Promises of Promises one? Probably. Look what it was. Promises of Promises is a great show. And great choreography. I believe it was Michael Bennett. That's like turkey lurkey time. Oh, and we've yeah, seen the dancing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Woo, um, bouncing around on that stage. Yeah, so <laughs> I think Burt Bacharach, it's amazing that we can talk about someone like him who is literally all about our two worlds mission, which is bridging pop and theater yeah. together. He did that long ago and took a pop sound and brought it to Broadway. I don't. I never know why he didn't really do more of that. Yeah. Um, he did one, and, and so... Well, if it wasn't appreciated, then uh, yeah, but, but it's really changed the game of Broadway. He was a, but he was a game changer not only in Broadway but in pop. Yeah. If you know, and a lot of people are like, who's that? But and he's he had his own albums and he sang a lot and played piano. But he was a master at what he did, and he took the '50s sounds and the '60s and started incorporating a new sound to pop music. Yeah, I mean, I. 60s pop, there's the man. Yeah. His name. 94 years well, old. That's a, passed it's away. a big name, and a lot of people don't usually look at the behind the scenes people, the writers, and yeah. they're always looking at who's the performer. Yeah. So it's good to kind of see who's yeah. kind of behind things. And I love that. He's an he was amazing uh at what he did. And so go listen to some of those What the World. You know, some of those I just some of his melodies and his words. He wrote a a simple like listen to some of these songs again, like a house not a home. Yeah. How Great. Like, is that, like, I say a little prayer for you. We all love that song. Especially like, the Glee version. Yeah. <laughs> the moment I wake up, I put on my makeup. Like, it's just, like, simple. I mean, I know he was he had worked with a lyricist, but <laughs> the melodies were great. And he was really, really wonderful. So yes. I just had to say that. Uh, rest in peace, Bert. Uh, you contributed quite a, a, a wonderful thing to this yeah, industry. So honor thank that. you. All right. Getting on to pop music drop time. Pop music yeah. drop time. We're going to ask Richie if it's a bop or all it's right. a flop. <laughs> So starting with uh, someone who we talked about earlier, Rebecca Black, um, with a song called What Am I Gonna Do With You? So I put this at bop-ish. You know, I add ish sometimes. It's potential for bop. It's bop-ish. It's getting there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I throw my ishes in there. Like, I'm not going to solidly say it's bop yet. (laughs) Fine. Lizzo is releasing special as a single. She also performed this on the Grammys, and she's taking in SZA. As a feature. Yeah. Um, Bob, love it. Thought yes. this was great. I'm happy she's doing this song because yeah. I thought that this was always a standout on the album. So totally. let's keep this album going. It's behind me. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Okay. Two for two. Next. Jesse Weir, Pearls. Huge Bob, <laughs> capital B. I love it. It's so Studio 54. And what's my favorite lyric? What does she sing? She says, oh, my pearls fall on the floor or something. So, oh, I, so. I, I got to listen to it again. It just came out. <laughs> but I love that moment. I was like, oh, I shake so hard. My pearls fall on the floor. Or I dance so hard. I don't know. And he would. <laughs> I don't know. She's amazing in this song. I love it. <sighs> yes. I love Jessie Weir. Next time she's here, we're going again. Great. Well, I'm going again. And you have to come. Yet. I will come. I will come. Um... 
Tovlo, or Tuvelu, however you prefer to say, released a new single, Borderline, today. And, before you say anything, we're seeing Tove we tonight. We are tonight. Tove's so behind me. We'll have an update on that next Friday. Uh, this is a big bop. Big bop. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I've only listened to it, like, once. Love it. And I keep thinking, every time I hear Borderline, I think of the other Borderline, the other pop song. Madonna's Madonna. Borderline. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, I think that this is also amazing. So, yes. Four for four. Um, next, we have Z Machine with Thunder. Bop! Love it. I'm Big killing, Bop. I'm killing it this week. You are. You're five getting Five for bops. five. And last but not least, there was plenty of pop music this week, so don't kill me for not including your favorites. Just tell me what your favorites were. Yeah. But last but not least, we have Jack Jones and Callum Scott with Whistle. Love it. Also, Bop. I think I think all of these were Bops this week, which is rare a. for me to think all of them are. I get an A. You get an A for Bop I get an selections. A this week. Woohoo! Yeah, really great music there. Um, since we still have a little bit of time, yeah. uh, I loved all this, but something very big is happening on Sunday. Super Bowl. But what's even bigger than that? Rihanna. Rihanna. Performing. Is performing. So we're getting a Rihanna concert. We'll have a basically Rihanna concert, which and the still Super don't Bowl's, know if new music's coming out. Right. The Super Bowl is going to be at the Rihanna concert. Right. <laughs> right. I, Rihanna's cool she... behind me. So supposedly there has been 37 different set lists that Rihanna's team and her have come up with. She for can't what songs what? are getting played in this 13 minutes? Oh, it's only set. 13 minutes. Yeah, you're right. So... It's going to be a big one. But what do you want to hear as the opening song to the set list? Want you to make me feel. <laughs> I love that song. I think that could be a good one. Right? Oh, what's the other one I love? Uh, I forget. I, 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 she has so many great songs. Well, some people say it's always like their biggest hit opens the show. Yeah. She's got a big. I just don't know why she won't announce new music. I just don't. Like, well, there could is you imagine a, if she says it at the Super Bowl? My new album. Well, there is a rumor that there's an announcement coming next week. After she's from done Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She's great. Maybe? I love. I think of like college days. Rihanna. That's just like what I think. I feel like Please Don't Stop the Music yeah. has to open. Yeah. Like, Call can't you just rude, hear, boy, like, though, she's gotta that's do not going to open No, it, but she's got to do that. Can't you just see, like, lights go down and please don't stop the oh, music. Yeah. Boom. Is she performing with anyone? I don't know. But another rumor is that uh, Christina Aguilera's in the area for the show. Oh, we're going to have a, quite the show Sunday night. If I. Maybe she'll pull out all the stops we'll and see. pull out a bunch of powerhouses. Because yeah. I think I saw Kelly Clarkson was in like a big Super Bowl dress. Oh. Imagine well. if there's like big surprise. It's hard to get surprises out with the media the way it is today now, but we'll see. Well, so. that's how you got to be in it. Yeah, you're right. You're you got to right, be so. in it. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Now we're really out of time here. We've got a lot talked about today. We, I, did we talk about Riverside and Crazy 30 minutes ago? I feel like that was yesterday. We talked about, we had so much to talk about here. But between I know everything. What you just we, said. Uh, I, I said. I said we talked about Riverside and Crazy oh. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, you just said that so fast. I was like, what did he I say? know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, between Riverside and Crazy, Pictures from Home, Sunset Boulevard, Madison Rose, Rebecca Black, Burt Bacharach, all these pop drops. Rihanna. It's a great week. It's a great week of theater and music. There's so much music coming. There's so much theater coming. Yes. And uh, more to come. You know, so. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. So please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and leave us a review if you love what you heard today. We also want you to join in on our conversation. So head on over to at Half Hour Podcast 
on TikTok and on Instagram and let us know what you thought about what we talked about today. Yes. So, because we would love to hear from you. For sure. But until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. Signing off for now. Sing ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.